Hello and welcome to the Highway to Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. Eva Stimsel Guy. In this episode, I am joined by Adri Kaiser. Adri is an international wellness expert who has spent the past 15 years helping highly driven women stop feeling stressed and overwhelmed and start living a healthier, happier, and more fulfilling life. She's also a published author, and her work has been featured in Amazon Prime's The Focus on Thrive Global and Authority Magazine, to name a few. Stick around and learn how she helps her clients go from limited to limitless by addressing the four key components we will explore in this episode. Before we go on to today's interview, let me remind you that this show is a labor of love, which I do in my spare time. My current day job, besides my health practice, is running a company where we help doctors and other practicing health professionals become better entrepreneurs, allowing them to serve more patients and provide a better life for their families. If you are a health professional or you know of one who deserves to be doing better in business, check out pgformula.com. This episode is sponsored and produced by podcastinabox.co. I remember when I first launched my podcast, I had been thinking about doing it for years. I had read two books on the subject and signed up for an online course, and I still did not launch that podcast. You see, back then I was running a busy stem cell practice, teaching at a university, and traveling for conferences, so it is hard to find the time to start and maintain a new project like this podcast, which is where Podcast in a Box came in. The team at Pockets in a Box handled everything, and I mean everything, that had to do with planning, launching, editing, publishing, and marketing the podcast. Because proper podcasting is not just about buying a microphone and rambling on. There is so much more than that. If you're a busy entrepreneur, solopreneur, or even a wannapreneur looking to build a personal brand to instill trust in your clients so they will want to buy your products or services, but you don't have the time or desire to learn the technical side of podcasting, Pockets in a Box might be right for you. To find out more and see if your idea is worthy of a podcast, just head on over to podcastinabox.co and click on the appropriate button. When prompted, make sure to mention Dr. E's Highway to Health show and the How Did You Hear About a section. Now, speaking of podcast production, I want to ask you to please bear with me and my guests in this and a few of the upcoming episodes since they've been recorded during COVID, where we're both at home, usually in a shared family Wi-Fi, and so there are a few drops in connection here and there. The guys at Podcast in a Box do a great job at salvaging most of the conversations, but there are usually still certain places where there is nothing that can be done to avoid it. I think they're barely noticeable, but I'll let you be the judge of that. In any case, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Adri Kaiser. And remember, you are on the highway to health, and I'm your guide to get you there. Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting-edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy, where Dr. E helps you live ageless. And now, here's your host, Dr. E. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Highway to Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy, and sitting with me today is Adri Kaiser. Adri, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So obviously, other than saying hello, why don't you tell us also a little bit about yourself and how do you get started with what you're currently doing? Yeah, that's such a wonderful question. People don't realize that as a child, I was bullied. I was told I wasn't good enough. I experienced racist remarks once I moved to the U.S. And that led to chronic back pain for about a decade. So my journey started from the need to heal myself from the inside out. I had tried all these conventional treatments to just to get temporary results. And it wasn't until the moment I realized that I didn't want to live the rest of my life taking medication like I was eating candy. Don't get me wrong, I believe today's medication and medicine is important, but I also think that it's very important to address not just the physical pain, but also to address the physical, mental, emotional aspects of ourselves. For me, in that particular moment, I'm playing with my, at the time he was about seven years old, I'm playing with my seven-year-old son. And in that moment, memories of my own abuse started to come into my life. And immediately my pain increased. And and right there, I recognized that the very memories and emotions of being bullied and abused as a child was connected to this chronic pain. And just like, you, myself, and everybody listening this right now, we cope with pain the best way we can with the tools we have at any given time. And for me, it wasn't to be like, oh, poor me, I'm a victim. For me, it was to 
try harder, push myself harder to prove to others I was good enough because that voice of you're not good enough to fill in the blanks, you're not too smart, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not talented enough, that kept me in this emotional prison that led to so much pain and also continue to see that that inner critic, that voice that, that you know, questions your ability to succeed, to experience, to thrive, to be happy, that inner critic that compares it to everybody else's success, that points out your shortcomings, that that inner critic or that inner voice that fuels your fears and doubts and insecurities. So how we cope with pain varies from person to person. For somebody is turning into food, trying to hoping that food would make them feel better. For some of them, it's waking up at two o'clock in the morning, worrying, stressing about all these different things that they cannot control. But the thing about this type of pain eventually catches up with you, affecting your health, your relationships, your finances, and even your business. So I truly believe that in order to achieve whatever you want in life, whatever it is, better body, to lose extra weight, to make more money in your life, to make whatever it is that you want, you have to address your physical, mental, and emotional health. So for the past 15 years, I work very passionately about helping men and women get out of their own way, tap into their own gift, gain unstoppable confidence so they can thrive in all areas of their life, whether that means losing X amount of weight or getting stronger, whether that means changing their mindset, whether that means finding their intuition and becoming more confident. The path varies from person to person, but I found those the four key components to long-lasting health, happiness, and fulfillment are how your physical health, how you take care of your body, mental wellness, how you perceive the world, emotional intelligence is number three, how you experience the world, and number four, spiritual connection, how you feed your soul. All those four key components are the foundation of health, happiness, and fulfillment, but also they're the foundation of my enlightened alchemy method. That's how that's how pretty much I got started. People see me today and they're like, oh, you're so confident or you're able to do all this stuff or you have a great career. It wasn't always that way. Many times I show this strong exterior, you know, while on the inside still was struggling with that you're not good enough with all these things, the broken pieces that were within myself. And that's why I'm so passionate about holistic wellness in general. I think that's a really very valuable discovery that you made and obviously what you're currently helping people with. And it happens to all of us. It's very easy in a way for somebody to say, well, you know what, Adri, yeah, she had a tough, she moved to a different country, she had an accent, you know, people were bullying her because of her race, her ethnicity, where she was coming from. But in reality, that feeling of inadequacy happens to all of us. In my other company, the one that actually pays the bills. While I coach and I consult with other healthcare professionals, mostly doctors, surgeons, plastic surgeons, I see these are people who are at the top of their game. And sometimes we talk to them and one of the services that we do is we produce podcasts for them. A lot of times they're like, well, you know what? I don't have a lot to talk about, they feel. Or I probably shouldn't be doing this. I'm not, this isn't really for me. And it is that feeling of inadequacy that it doesn't necessarily have to feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. It just feels I'm not good enough for this one thing. When in reality, we all have something to share. And that's what I always tell them. Like, listen, you cannot come to me with, you know, 30 years of experience and training and medical school and residency and all this great knowledge and expertise and, and say that you don't really have anything to talk to people about uh, or why to have a podcast or why to start doing some videos or why to do, you know, to get out of your shell. And I think that that does happen to everyone. So I'm, I'm very happy to have you here sharing all these things with us. Now, if you don't mind, why don't we just get right into it and we can just tackle one by one your four aspects. So if you want to get started with physical health and let's talk about that and why is it so important? Yeah. So when it comes to building a strong foundation, I always start with physical health, how you take care of your body. Why? Because it's tangible. It's where you're going to see results fastest. But I also believe that the mind, body, and emotions are connected. Think of it as a triangle, that when they're working together, when they're balanced, you experience harmony, you experience happiness, you experience fulfillment, etc. But when they're not, it will affect the other two. 
So when it comes to the physical body, many people are going to tell you diet and exercise is key. Absolutely, they're right. But I'm here to tell you that it's more than that. Diet and exercise alone won't cut, won't make the cut. But also that to go deeper, we need to find the diet and that type of exercise that works best for you. There are a million diets out there. There are a million types of exercises out there. And what works for one person or 10 people may not work for you. So I also like to include how you take care of your body, self-care, and how you manage stress. We all know that stress is the number one cause of disease. Stress leads to heart disease, inflammation, lack of sleep, insomnia, pain, and so much more. And when we are in a constant state of stress, or when you're stressed, your body gets tight, your breath gets shallow, your muscles contract, and you enter the survival mode, which also is known as the fight and flight response. And when you are in that constant state of stress, other body functions that are not needed for survival get shut down. When you're in a constant state of stress, you are in this fight or flight, meaning you are either your body automatically, you don't have to think about it, automatically signals. You're in danger, you need to flee or you need to fight. If you right now, we're talking and you're listening to what I'm saying, but if you see a hungry tiger coming your way, you don't have time to be like, oh, look at how pretty that tiger is. Is it hungry? Is it going to eat me? No, your body automatically is like, there's a hungry tiger, you're in danger, run, right? So unfortunately, many people today are in that constant survival mechanism from the moment the alarm goes off in the morning to taking care of the kids or managing deadlines or doing your work and then coming home and having your to-do list at home. When you're in that constant state of stress, eventually it will affect your immune system. And what many people don't realize that your immune system started in your gut. So I remember, I have one particular client. She came to me. She's been dealing with TMJ. She was having intense chronic back pain and neck pain. She wasn't sleeping at night. She went from doctor to doctor to doctor, trying to find solutions to help her. She was taking medications that led to then taking additional medications due to the side effects the original medications were giving her. And she started to feel depressed. She didn't feel like herself. So finally, she called me and see if we could work together and help her out. Within eight weeks, we addressed some aspects of her diet, of my meditations. I started to teach her some yoga stuff. We changed her mindset. And immediately within those eight weeks, she noticed her posture improved. Her pain drastically changed. She started to smile more and she started to feel like herself. So one of the things that we also implemented for her and that want to give tips for the audience listening right now that they can implement right away is, as I mentioned, your immune system starts in your gut. So taking probiotics is a simple thing that you can do. How probiotics are effective and not all probiotics are the same, meaning you want to look for double capsulated probiotics that also have prebiotics and their time release. Because many people come to me and say, I'm taking these amazing probiotics. They're liquid or they're just tablets. But the thing is, the moment they hit the stomach acid, a lot of the probiotics or healthy bacteria die. So you're not taking the amount that you think you're taking. So fine probiotics are time-release and they're double-capsulated. And hopefully, they also have prebiotics as well. The number two thing I will suggest, I do this on my daily basis, and I recommend this to all my clients, is what I call morning elixir. Any simple, you get a warm cup of water, you put a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, hopefully it's an organic, and with the mother, it's called with the mother, and you put a tablespoon of that and half a lemon or to a full lemon. Why is this so great? Because it's the first thing I drink in the morning, and it helps to increase or to give a boost to your digestive and elimination system. It helps to reduce inflammation. So right, that inflammation leads to pain, everybody. And the other thing that I will suggest that people can implement right away is to find some type of exercise. And I'm not saying you need to go and work out for an hour and kill yourself while doing it because I want you to commit to a way that is sustainable for you. Some people is walking. For some people, it's 
I'm a yoga teacher. I have been teaching yoga for over 15 years worldwide. So I'm partial to yoga. But yoga, Pilates, even if you cycle, whatever it is, try to exercise regularly. It's better that you do 30 minutes every day or 30 minutes three times a week versus just doing an hour or two hours one day a week and that's it. So it's not like, oh, let me get all my exercise for the week done today. Let's spread it out. So those are simple things that you can do right away to help you feel better physically speaking. Because when you feel good physically, then you're able to work on your mindset, you're able to work on your emotions, you're able to work on your spirituality or faith. Because if you don't take care of your foundation, then it's like building a house on quicksand, right? So you have to build a strong foundation with your physical health. Because what you eat, you are as well. Your foundation is what you're eating. And of only the quality of food that you're eating. You have to make sure that you're eating organic, that you're eating your fruits and vegetables because the quality of our food today is not the same as it was 20 years ago due to fertilizers and the soil condition, et cetera. So that's pretty much that. Handful aside from hydrate and make sure you sleep. Those are three things that you can implement right away that will help improve your physical health. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, physical aspect and self-care is incredibly important. And it's usually, especially in times of crisis, it's the first thing that goes. Whenever a crisis hits, the first thing that we forget about taking care is ourselves. You know, And I'm not just talking about the current crisis that we're living through right now with this pandemic, but in reality, we all face crises uh, all throughout our lives. We lose loved ones. We lose our jobs. We have trouble with our children. We have troubles at work. We, you know, we have crisis. And the first thing that happens when there's a crisis, we start neglecting ourselves. We start not paying attention to what we eat. We start self-medicating, so drinking a little bit too much or eating too much crap or not sleeping well enough, and we obviously stop exercising, we stop doing all those things. And the problem is that a lot of people think that exercise, physical activity, taking care of yourself is to lose weight. So they're like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a good weight, so I'm fine. And it's exactly what you just mentioned. It is taking good care of yourself, taking good care of your body, taking good care of everything. And then the second thing that I do want to touch upon, which is something you mentioned, is that you cannot batch self-care. You have got to do it every day and you have got to do it. Even if it's a little bit, you've got to do it every day. It's like Jim Rohn used to say, the, the saying says an apple a day. It doesn't say seven apples on Sunday and you're good to go. It's an apple a day. So that every day you have to eat an apple, or in this case, every day you have to do some exercise. One of the things that I like is exercise in the morning because it's easy and you can just implement. And it's something that I learned from my optimized coaching days. And it's just to do burpees. And I do something called the burpee build. So the first day of the month, you do one burpee. The second day of the month, you do two burpees. The third day of the month, you do three burpees and so on. And by the end of the month, you're doing 28, 29, 30, 31, depending on the month. And then you just stick with that. You know, For the rest of the year, you're doing you know, 20, 30 burpees. And it's easy to do. It'll get you going. It's a full body exercise. It won't take you more. Even if you're doing 30, it doesn't take you more than five or 10 minutes. And you can easily do it because... Those morning routines that we're currently hearing and you meditate for an hour and then you do this and then you do that, you know, not everyone can wake up at five in the morning and not see another person until nine. It would be great. Don't get me wrong if you can do it. But for most of us, it really doesn't work. So I think those are pretty good recommendations. Before we move on, though, what's up with the apple cider vinegar? And you're not the first person to mention that. So why don't you just you know, give us a little bit more detail as to why that works. And also the lemon, do you mean lemon juice or do you mean the lemon itself as a tea? Yes, lemon juice. So you squeeze a lemon. You can use half of a lemon or the full lemon. And some people add honey to it to make it sweet. But the thing is this combination will help you balance your pH. We know the more acidic your body is, the higher the inflammation and it creates a suitable foundation for imbalances in disease. So the apple cider vinegar and lemon with hot, warm water. Sometimes I add ginger too. Ginger activates what we call in Ayurveda Agni, the digestive fire. So ginger and it's also anti-inflammatory. So with this mixture that we are addressing, it helps to reduce inflammation. Like I said, inflammation leads to pain. How do we get inflammation in the body? 
oftentimes from the food that we eat, if you're eating junk food, sugar and all that stuff will lead to inflammation and you feel it in aching joints or when you wake up in the morning and you're sore. So it helps with pH in your body. It helps to reduce inflammation. It helps with boosting the digestive system. It helps to boost the elimination system. It just in a, awakens the digestive fire. So it's a great way to start the day. Another thing I wanted to mention about self-care because it's important. When I talk about self-care, when people hear the word self-care, they think of massages and they think of, I don't know, getting pampered and, and getting their hair done and nails done or whatever it is, which is just a small part of self-care. Self-care also includes doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. Sometimes self-care is ugly. Sometimes self-care is looking at your bank account or planning your finances and making sure that you're not overexpending. Sometimes self-care is saying no and not saying yes when you don't want to do something, right? Self-care sometimes means to eliminate toxic people or take yourself away from toxic circumstances. Sometimes self-care is saying what you need to say so or setting boundaries. So that's all part of self-care. And just to piggyback on your idea of the burpees, which I think is amazing, from the perspective, like for me, sometimes jumping or stuff like bothers my knees. So that's why I'm such a big proponent of yoga. Yoga can be, you can find different styles of yoga. And I recommend to everybody, find the style that works for you and find a teacher that you connect with. And just to make it simple, you can do a couple of some salutations every morning and you're ready to go. Some salutations are different poses put together with your breath. So you're breathing consciously, mindfully, and you're moving your body. So you increase strength, range of motion as well, and just gives you that boost of energy, clarity, stamina to get you started through the day. And for some people, exercising is first thing in the morning. For some people, it's the middle of the day. For some people, it's in the evening. It doesn't matter. Like that, That's what I was saying. You have to find what works best for you so you can make it sustainable, so you can commit to it and really make the most out of it. And don't beat yourself up if you don't practice yoga for an hour, if you don't practice exercise for every day of the week. Even five minutes is better than zero minutes. So just do what you can to really commit to yourself. One thing I want to make sure that, I get some people tell me, Adrian, I get it, self-care, exercise, diet, but I don't have time. I'm so busy. I have blah, 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 blah. My answer when people say that is, don't wait until your doctor tells you something is wrong with your body. Don't wait until your body breaks down for you to think about your health. Right now, it's important for you to think of it as investing in your future. You might be in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s. What you do today will impact your tomorrow. So take care of yourself right now. One of the quotes from the Dalai Lama when he was asked what surprising the most, he says, men. Why? Because they will sacrifice their health to make money. Then they sacrifice their money to recuperate their health. They're so busy, you know, worrying about the future that they don't live in the present. Therefore, they don't live here or in the future. They live like they're never going to die and they die without never really having lived. So please take care of your physical health and then you can move forward towards the mental health and spiritual health and emotional health. Yeah, that's actually absolutely true. A lot of the times we end up sacrificing our our physical health because we can take it, right? And I've always said this because people seem to understand it this way, especially after a certain age, once you've experienced that uh, financial setbacks at a time or two. And I tell them, listen, your health is like that blank new credit card that you just got in the mail. You can start putting stuff on it. And the first, you know, first statement is going to come through and you just have to pay a couple of dollars and, and you're good and you still got some credit and then the next one and then the next one and the next one. And suddenly you're going to find yourself drowned in debt because no matter how much money you're paying, it's only covering the minimum and you feel drowning all the time. And it's the same thing with your health. And what you're saying is absolutely true. If you're in your 20s and you're every day making deposits into your health, into your self-care, those deposits start compounding. Now, what happens if you're 40, 45, 50, you've never done those deposits, then 
don't just say like, well, I didn't do it when I was young. It's like, okay, we'll start now because you don't want to get worse. Number one, you might even reverse a lot of those conditions. We know that the human body is capable of repairing itself way beyond what we believe is capable of doing. But even if it wasn't, would you prefer to stay like this or do you want to continue getting worse? So those are the things and those are the decisions that we need to make. And just to give another example, one of the things that I always spoke to my patients about is like, listen, think about one of those million dollar horses that imagine you're this magnet and you just love racing horses and you buy a $3 million horse and you're taking good care of it. What would you feed it? Like, well, the absolute best food for horses, right? And you would have a vet and you would work him out and, you know, maybe on the weekends you'd let them stay outside, right? And not go to sleep. Like, no, of course not. You'd go to bed, you know, at a healthy time and would sleep and I would make sure that all the conditions are right. And like, so you would probably feed him some crap late at night, some pizzas from time to time, just so that, you know, the horse feels loved. And like, no, of course not. I would never do that. Like, well, you are that, you know, trillion dollar horse. And you need to be taking care of yourself. You need to be loving yourself. And you need to realize that the best thing you can do for yourself is to actually make those hard decisions from time to time. Listen, I'm not going to have this because it's not good for me down the road. And I'm going to go to bed early because it's it's what's most convenient for me and for my body. So I think we've driven this point home quite some. Do you want to go in over and touch on your second point? Let's talk about mental health. Yes. When it comes to mental health, I have a term called clearing the canvas. And clearing the canvas, I define clearing the canvas as the process of releasing and letting go of negative patterns or negative thoughts that prevents you from cultivating a positive mindset moving forward. Unfortunately, many people want to bypass clearing the canvas altogether. They want to, you know, they want the healthy body or they want to lose X amount of weight. They want to make X amount of money per year. They want to find the soulmate. They want to, they want all these different things. But in order to get all, all those things, you have to do your inner work. As I mentioned earlier, your mind, body, and emotions are connected. And when one is out of balance, you're going to experience imbalances and disease. So when you are... Well, let me say this. The mind is a powerful tool. With your mind, you can create wonderful things or it can hold you back big time. On average, a person has about 70,000 thoughts per day, yet only 10% of those are original thoughts, meaning 90% are repetitions of the thoughts you had yesterday and last week and last month and last year, et cetera, et cetera. This is why it's so important to become aware of your thoughts because your thoughts become beliefs and your beliefs become your reality. What is a belief? A belief is a thought that you think over and over and over. Beliefs act as filters of how you perceive the world. Dr. Bruce Linton says that we cannot change our genetics, but we can change the blueprint used to express our genetic potential. So pretty much right there, it says how powerful your mind is to even influence how you, your genetic potential is expressed, how to influence how you feel at the physical level as well. So when you experience constant negative thought, let's say like, I'm not good enough, that becomes a belief, that becomes reinforced by emotions and leads to action or inaction. This is why clearing the canvas is so powerful because if you are constantly thinking about something that's not positive, it's going to lead to the same result over and over. One of my clients asked me, Avery, why do I continue to respond the same way, even when I know better? The answer is, is what I call being stuck in a hamster wheel due to limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs leads you to the same action that leads to the same result. Until you finally become aware what's going on and you can Take yourself off the hamster wheel. So awareness is key. Something I told Susan, that the particular client is, start with a journal practice. And I know people like, oh, journaling, here we go. Journaling is very powerful because when you write down on a regular basis the thoughts and emotions you're experiencing, you're going to begin to see a pattern. You can go back at the end of the week or you can look at it in a month or whatever it is that you choose to do. And you're going to see that pattern and you're going to realize oh my gosh, how can I be thinking about creating more money or financial abundance in my life when all I'm thinking about is lack? 
awareness is key. It's like you being in a dark room right now that's dirty and messy, but you don't know it's dirty and messy because the lights are out. The moment you turn the light on, you see the mess. That moment you can do something about it. So journaling right there is super powerful. Another thing about journaling that can help you, well, there's a book called Hardwiring for Happiness. And in this book, the author speaks about how our brain are hardwired towards the negative. Let me give you an example. You have 10 experiences today. Five of them are neutral, four of them are positive, and one is negative. The chances are you're going to think about that negative experience over and over and over before you go to bed, the next morning when you wake up, a should have, could have, would have, how there, you know, all, what, all these different things. So through journaling, even just five minutes of journaling can help you improve your sense of well-being. It can help you cultivate a sense of gratitude, and it will help you train your mind to see the positive things in life. This is one of the reasons I created a workbook called From Limited to Limitless, Finding Your Bliss Playbook. This book I created for my clients, and I, it's simple. It gives exercises and questions and prompts for you to become aware of what some of the limiting beliefs that are run in the background, because that's the thing, limiting beliefs. It's not something that you are aware of. It's something that it's almost like having multiple tabs open in your computer. They're there. You don't see in every single window unless you click on that window. Constantly running in the background and leads to certain behaviors and patterns. And because your belief becomes your reality, guess what? The more you think about something, the more you're attracted in your life. Let me give you an example. When I was being bullied as a child, when I was told I wasn't good enough, I spent most of my life trying to prove to myself and others that I was good enough. But my limit was you cannot trust people because the person bullying me was my aunt. She beat me up. So I was a child. She was older than me. Without me even knowing, that created a pattern of you cannot trust women. Women are going to hurt you. So guess what? That limiting belief was playing over and over and over. And it kept attracting women into my life that proved me right, that they were me, or that I couldn't trust them. Until I was able to change that pattern, and now I have amazing friendships because I changed that belief system. So your brain, your mind wants to prove you right. Now you get to choose how you want to feed your mind. If you wanted to prove you right, meaning, yes, I'm lovable. Yes, I'm happy. Yes, I'm fortunate to have amazing people in my life. Yes, I'm worth it having love. I'm worth it having somebody that respects me. The more you think of that, the more you're going to attract those people, situations, and circumstances to prove your belief right. Now, part of clearing the canvas includes forgiveness. For some of you, that means forgiving a specific person. For some of you, it means forgiving yourself. For me, it meant forgiving my aunt. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what happened is right or that person is right or that you're right. Forgiveness means that you take back control of your feelings, that you take back control of your power. You're no longer attached to the negative emotion, thoughts, and feelings that brought the negative situation that keeps you attached to it, it keeps you from moving forward. So forgiveness is truly for yourself so you can feel empowered so you can move forward in life so you can bring now the positive things that you want to attract one of the things why i believe that mental wellness is so powerful because if you begin to cultivate awareness if you begin to realize i'm responsible for my own well-being i get to choose how i feed my mind i get to choose the thoughts i want to be thinking about i get to choose the experiences that i allow into my life then that inner critic, you know, that imposter syndrome that that's a plague for many people. It's no longer valid because now you you realize, wow, I'm a wonderful human being. Nobody else is like me. Nobody has my voice. Nobody has my hair. Nobody has my life experiences. There are million doctors out there. There are million yoga teachers out there. There are million actors in whatever profession you think of, there are a million people doing the same thing. So what's different? They are. Their experiences, the way they speak, the way approaches, the, the way they move forward in life. So 
when it comes to your mental wellness, it's recognizing that you have the power of how you want to feed your soul. So you start with a physical health. You take care of your body. And then because your body is being healthy, then you are able to begin to cultivate a positive mindset. Think about it. If you eat junk food every day, are you going to be thinking feelings of, I am so happy and energized. Let me go out for a walk. Let me really read an inspirational book. Let me do my inner work. No, you're feeling horrible. You're lethargic. You're feeling heavy. You're tired. Your brain is foggy. They left you want to do stuff. Then you start to feel lonely and sad and blue and the negative thoughts begin to come in. And then somebody says something and you get triggered. So that's realizing the power that you have at any given time. So whether you never try to work on yourself and mindset or whether you have tried and soon after you fell back to your old patterns or whether you're ready to really up-level the, the, your belief system, your mindset, your physical health, you can start at any moment in life by recognizing that you can do this and to find the, the people that can support you get there. Because when we are in a box, for example, we put ourselves in a box, right? And we have these blinders. We're only seeing, if we're seeing the problem, that mind that sees the problem cannot find the solution. So when we are in the state of like, oh my gosh, everything is going to the left. We are in this pandemic. People are losing jobs and all these different things are happening. When you concentrate only on the problem, you cannot get yourself out of the problem unless you have the awareness and work on yourself. And sometimes we need that help from people that have been there and then can help us move forward in life. Even the most professional athletes, even people in the A game have coaches, have mentors, have friends that be like, hey, Adri, I recognize that you're doing this again. Less, it's time to turn it. Oh, wow, I didn't realize I fell back into that trap again. So that's part of why the mindset is so important because once, and let me give you a side note of this. Oftentimes we're doing our personal work or our inner work, right? And you're like, oh, I finally heal. Let's say I finally overcame being bullied as a child. And all of a sudden somebody says something and I'm right back to that moment feeling, oh, I'm not good enough and all this stuff. So it's almost like feeling the layers of the onions. Every step you do to work on yourself takes you a little deeper and takes you a little closer to becoming the best version of yourself. So don't get discouraged if you fall back in a trap or if you're like, oh, I thought I fixed this issue and back again. Well, there's more work that you need to be doing. And instead of getting upset or defeated by not accomplishing it, actually celebrate and recognize, oh my gosh, this pattern show up again. That means I get to learn different tools to help me overcome this obstacle. So then I can take the next step and the next step. And every step you take, it comes with a share of gifts and talents and opportunities, but also shows a brand new set of obstacles that are there as lessons to help you become stronger. So you get to choose if you want to see challenges and obstacles as something that's going to prevent you from getting to where you want to be or as opportunities and lessons for you to grow. So it's all about shifting your mindset and changing the narrative of your own story. Yeah. And, you know, not to spend the entire interview here, but just to really drive the point home, right now we are seeing a lot of that. And we are seeing how a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are scared about what's happening. Most people are scared and afraid about what's happening because they think that, you know, nothing's going to be the same and everything's going to, um, you know, go down the drain. But in reality, I think it's more that's not going to change than what is going to change. Now, is the world going to be the same after this pandemic? Of course not. A lot of things will change, but most of it will not change. And we will, you know, people will still require our services, will still require our products, will still require our gifts. So, it is very easy to default to the negative. It's very easy to default to everyone who's losing their jobs, everyone who's doing this, who's doing that, and not notice all the new opportunities that are coming up. There's companies that are hiring people. There's new job positions that are coming up. 
a lot of us are now working from home and that's becoming the norm. So this is something that a lot of employees, especially in the younger side, they've been asking for. They want more remote work. They want more flexibility. They want more freedom and they, they couldn't get it in different workplaces. And now that everyone's been forced to do it, they're like, okay, wow, this is really opening the eyes of our employers that now it's my job. It's my duty to really overperform in this time so that they realize that this is a good way moving forward. And it's all in the mindset, like you very well said, and I completely agree with you that it is something that, you know, we need to train ourselves. And that's where the value as well of a coach comes because it's very easy for us to not see outside of our little box. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who's been in your shoes before. It just has to be somebody who can look at it from the outside and look inside. You know, it's what we always say. The best oncologist doesn't necessarily have to be a cancer survivor. It can be somebody who knows enough about it and who has worked with enough cancer patients to understand also what's going on in their minds and is able to help them out as well. And that's, you know, it's the same thing for, for a good coach. So we've covered physical health, mental health. Let's talk about emotional health before we run out of time. Yeah. Uh, emotional intelligence, yes. sorry. Emotional intelligence refers to you becoming aware of how your emotions are impacting you, but also the impact it has on others. So we are unfortunately in a society that oftentimes we are taught not to show our emotions, right? So the thing is that emotions that are suppressed and repressed, they take hold in your body. They get stored in your fascia, tissues, and muscles. And it's almost like a ticking pressure or like a pressure cooker that one day is just going to be like, Bursting. So emotional intelligence is the opportunity of you to take responsibility and manage your emotions in healthy ways. We're spiritual beings having a human reality, right? We're going to experience human emotions, anger, fear, jealousy, doubts, worries, whatever. The thing is, there's a difference. We have to experience those feelings. But when those negative emotions actually become an impediment to your growth is when you let those emotions take over. Let's take, for example, fear. Fear, there's healthy fear. If you're standing at the, at the ledge of a mountain or a cliff and there's nothing but void under, you know, you don't see anything, there's natural fear for you to like, oh, I shouldn't be on the ledge. I, I shouldn't jump. That's survival right there, right? But there's also the fear that's like, I'm afraid to be seen. I'm afraid to speak up. I'm like, who's going to listen to me? What if people are going to judge me if I share my story? That fear is preventing you from moving forward in life. That fear or the anger, the stress, even grief, they take a hole in your body. Anger affects your liver. Grief affects your lungs, respiratory system. So right there, you begin to see an emotional connection to your physical symptoms as well. So it is okay to experience these feelings. Allow yourself to feel these feelings, but then find ways to move them or transform them into positive things. For example, seeing fear, oh, I'm afraid to speak in public, or I'm afraid to be on a podcast, or I'm afraid to share my story. Well, can you see that fear as an excitement because you're about to do something different? One of the things about managing emotions too is we see it in nature, animals, when they go through any type of trauma, they shake, they move, and they move on. They get it out of the system. We are the only creatures that continue to beat ourselves over and over and over for the mistakes we've done in the past. So I'm not saying that you're going to walk, let's say, if somebody you're driving, somebody cuts you off in traffic. I'm not saying that you're going to have to shake and stuff just to get that, that adrenaline surge out of your system. I'm just saying you have to find ways to release that energy. So this is, again, why exercising is a great positive way to release that excess energy or pent-up emotions that you may be feeling. As a yoga teacher, there are times when I'm teaching a class and towards the end, the final relaxation pose, I think people burst into tears. And after the class, many of them come to me and say, I don't know what happened. I just started to cry for whatever reason. And it's not like the class itself made that person cry. It's because all those very memories and emotions were stored in their system that finally came up to the surface to be released. So I'm not saying if you take a yoga class, you're going to end up crying. I'm just saying that 
sometimes the right circumstances come up for you to release stuff that you've been bearing. And you can be bearing memories and emotions from when you were a kid to what happened last week to what happened last month to it's just finding the emotional intelligence to give you the opportunity to A, address your feelings, recognize how they're affecting you, recognize how they're impacting those around you, and how you can manage those feelings in positive ways. So that's the key of emotional intelligence. And you get to decide that. Yeah, there's a book that I often reference in this topic that's called The Body Keeps the Score. And I, uh, embarrassingly, I always forget the author's name, but it talks a lot about exactly that, how our body, there are physical manifestations of these emotional traumas that we suffer throughout our lives. And whether it is abuse, whether it is feeling of abandonment, whether it is betrayal or anger or sadness or grief, and they start piling up. And most of the time, we're really, really good at just throwing stuff under the carpet and forgetting about it. And in reality, literally, like the title says, the body keeps the score. And eventually, you start getting all these different manifestations of physical pain and of, of tightness. And a lot of the times, even debilitating conditions. So it's it's very important to keep those in mind. Now, let's go on to the final or the fourth component, which is spiritual fulfillment. Now, full disclosure, I am a, I call myself a militant atheist. I was raised Catholic. I no longer practicing at all, but I am not, not spiritual. I do understand there might be a difference for most people. It is, you know, they equate religiousness with spirituality. So I'm very interested to know your take on that. Yes. So to me personally, spirituality and religion are two different things. You know, religion is a dogma. It tells you this is what you pray to, this is what you do, and this is how you do things. Spirituality is, in my opinion, that that you do to bring you closer to a sense of wholeness. It's believing in something higher and greater than yourself. It doesn't follow a particular path. It doesn't say this is the only way or this is the right way. To me, spirituality is all path leads to the same source, right? So when it comes to spirituality, it's finding something that really helps you connect to your essence and to something higher and greater. So having that, for some people, it's called faith. For some people, it's called a belief. Some, some people call it divine. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. Is this amazing power or source that's outside of ourselves, but at the same time, is within ourselves. It's almost like, we are part of the whole, but it's that same part of the whole is within ourselves. Does that make sense? So for me, spirituality is, whether it's for some people, it's waking up in the morning and praying. For some people, it's meditation. For some people, it might be journaling. It's doing something that feeds your soul. It's you connecting with something that gives you the sense of power and meaning and fulfillment and makes you realize that each person today in this world is alive because they have a meaning and purpose to fulfill in this life. We all have unique gifts and talents. You're here for a reason. Your voice matters. What you do matters. Your mission matters. So that spirituality will help you connect into that mission and purpose. It will feed you from the inside out. So when things are going, when things are tough, when you're facing challenges, it's that sense of power within yourself and that's coming from something also higher and greater than you are to help you know and trust that everything's going to be okay at the end. That's going to be like, okay, everything is not working out how I planned, but I trust that I'm being divinely guided to help me fulfill the mission I have in the world today, to help me fulfill this goal because the impact is not only going to help me, but it's going to help the higher, greater good. Spirituality helps you to move from the I, me, as individual, into the we collective. Because I believe we are one. We are connected. The same blood runs through our veins. The same oxygen, we're breathing it. We are connected one way or another. You're a doctor and you, there's a, it's called heartmath.org, I think it is. They have done many studies that shows how the human heart within minutes of being in each other's presence, they be, the heart cells begin to beat together as one. They resonate. 
So we're in a group right now. We could be even just by us virtually talking, people joining us together. Within minutes, we begin to resonate together. Our hearts begin to beat as one. What better proof that to show that we are one? So that spirituality comes from something. So that, that, that spirituality is what helps us be one instead of being me, 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 me. Helps us to be of service. It helps us to feed and find the fuel that we need to show up every day, even when things are hard. To show up every day and do our best, even when we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. That spirituality is what brings you inner peace and sense of calmness and sense of connection and sense of value. It's what I call grit as well. Like this is a sense of grit, the inner fire within that's going to help you show up and persevere and keep going and going and going because you know you have a calling to fulfill. So that's how I see spirituality. For some people, it's also about awakening or tapping into their intuition. We are intuitive beings. I believe, as I mentioned before, we're spiritual beings. We have a soul. We are spiritual beings having a human reality. So we're intuitive as well. Intuition is a, the gut feeling in your stomach when you're about to do something that says maybe, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that or yes, do that. Uh, it might, for some people, it's that thought or that voice that they hear. Go and send that email right now or go and buy this or don't go out today. That's your intuition. And that intuition is your soul communicating with you. And the more you listen to your intuition, the stronger this voice becomes. If you don't listen to your intuition, then the voice becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. It doesn't go away, but now you have to sift through a lot of stuff in order for you to listen to that voice. So just like any muscle that you, that when you exercise, it gets stronger, your intuition, you need to listen to it, practice or do techniques and exercises to help you become more attuned to your intuition. So that's part of how I work with the spiritual aspect when I'm coaching my clients. I help them tap into their intuition and become more aware of their connection to spirit or whatever name they want to give it. I have worked with people that, like yourself, they're like, I'm not religious. I don't believe in, you know, I'm an atheist and that's fine. So we find something that they can truly feel that gives them the sense of connection. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I'm glad that you were able to clear that up. And that's exactly how I feel about this whole situation. Again, talking about some great books, Sam Harris wrote in his own book about spirituality without religion. And most of the time, people equate those two things and they think they're synonymous when in reality, you don't need one to have the other. For a lot of people, they are able to tap into their spirituality through religion. And that's perfectly fine, but it doesn't mean that spirituality is the same as religion or that you need to be religious in order to be spiritual. And that's exactly how I feel about the whole situation. And I'm, I know that I'm, I'm far from alone. Now, before we wrap things up, Adri, I do want to take a minute here and acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. I think that, and I've said this before here in the podcast, I think that we do need more people who are helping the rest of us, who are helping others realize all the damage that a lot of the times the world that we live in is doing to ourselves and not intentionally, but because we're, we're human beings, all of us. And we don't realize how we're being affected by the things surrounding us, by the news, by the mentality, by what, you know, the standards that we're setting upon ourselves, that we're setting upon our children. And we don't even realize that. So I think it's really valuable when somebody can come out and help people through those times and through those changes, because it is really the only way for us to really fulfill our true potential. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for sharing this with us here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now, for those of our listeners who have been listening to this conversation so far and are thinking, you know what, I think this Adri lady is onto something, which I'm sure many of them will be thinking right now, where can people go and find out more about you? Yes, my website and all social media channels are Adri Kaiser. Dot com or Adri Kaiser on social media. That's A-D-R-I-K-Y-S-E-R. So website, social media, find me and I'm happy to connect with anybody that wants to connect with me. And for you know you who are listening to this right now, you know how this whole thing works on our show. All of those links are down in this episode's description. So you just go to your podcast app and scroll down to the description and you'll find the links directly there that you can just tap and go to. Same thing if you're watching this on YouTube, you just scroll down and you'll see all of that there. Now, 
I don't want to say goodbye to you before discussing that one little gift that you've got for our listeners. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. The book I mentioned before that I created for my clients, the From Limited to Limitless, Find Your Place Playbook, is the book I created for my clients to help them become aware of their some limiting beliefs and give them some tools to start be, to move forward. So whether you have never tried to work on up-leveling your health, your mindset, your emotions, et cetera, whether you have tried and felt short or whether or not that you're right to be like, you know what? I can do more. This workbook will give you exactly what you need so you can take action now and start moving forward in all areas of your life. That's amazing. So if you want to get a copy of that, you can see that as well in the description below, or just go over to dre.show forward slash Adri, A-D-R-I, and uh, you'll go directly to the page where you can get that one copy. So Adri, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we say goodbye? Yes. I want to leave you with a quick story. So Back in 1995, when I moved to the U.S., obviously, I brought with me all my favorite scenes. And one of them was my favorite coat. It was a coat I had for a while. I loved it. It was comfortable. It fit me perfectly. The problem is Venezuela is a tropical weather country. And when I moved to the U.S. during the winter months, I will be very cold. But I put up with it because I love my coat. Even... People ask me why, and, and looking back, it's probably because I was attached to what it meant, because I was afraid of change. I was afraid of spending money, even when my family offered to buy a new coat for me. Finally, the day came where I had to get a new coat. This coat was done with, and I don't know why I waited so long. This new coat was warm, was comfortable. It fit me well as well. The reason I say this is because all of us have things in our life that no longer serve us the way they should, whether it's because we're attached to them, maybe because we're afraid of the unknown, maybe because we are afraid of changes. But if you're willing to work on yourself, if you're willing to step out of your comfort zone, if you're willing to try different things, just like me and my new coach, you can find new levels of strength, confidence, and fulfillment. So now is the time for you to up-level your health, your mindset, your relationships, and your finances. Now is your time to become the person you know you're meant to be. Now is the time for you to step into your power and live your best life. So now is the time. Please do not wait. Thank you so much for that. And you're absolutely right. I think we've all experienced that situation one way or another when we're holding on to something for whatever reason. And you're absolutely right. A lot of the times it's because we don't want to change or it's something that has served us at, at some point. And we we refuse to accept. It's not that we can't realize. It's we refuse to accept that whatever we're holding on to has served its purpose. And then when we suddenly lose it, we realize that, oh my God, that was holding me back. That really wasn't serving me. So thank you so much for that reminder. And with that, I'd like to say goodbye to all of our listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I certainly have. Remember to scroll down to this episode's description and tap on Adri's social media profiles to go visit her and let her know what you thought about this episode. Adri, one final question. Did you have a good time here on the Highwood Health Show? I love that. It's so great to really speak with Lima and the people and be able to have a platform to share something that I'm so passionate about. And I hope people can take at least one thing to implement right away so they can really help themselves start living a better life. I'm sure they will. I will, for sure. I already know you know, a couple of things that we'll be implementing, and I'm looking forward to that, that gift that you offered. So thank you so much for that. For those of you listening, you know the drill. If you'd like to get the show notes, just head on over to dre.show forward slash. I actually don't know what the forward slash will be for this one, but just head on over to dre.show, and uh, you can search for Adri Kaiser over there. And I'll see you here next week. Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? Please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to dre.show. Again, that's dre.show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless. So there you have it. 
That was my conversation with Adri Kaiser. I hope you enjoyed listening to her share her expertise. What was your favorite takeaway? Tag me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think. Make sure also to take advantage of the free gifts that she put together for you. Just head on over to dre.show forward slash Adri Kaiser to have access to her free book and a seven day pass to her online yoga studio. By the way, you spell this A-D-R-I-K-Y-S-E-R. But you know what? Just remember that you can find the links to everything we discussed in this episode in the show notes. Just scroll down to this episode's description on your podcast app and tap in the appropriate link. Speaking of links, remember to check out podcastinbox.co for all your podcasting needs. If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to grow a personal brand and instill trust in your clients, there is no better way to do it than with a podcast. To learn how the team at Podcast in a Box can help you do just that, simply head on over to podcastinabox.co and find out more. Oh, and if you already have a podcast but find it hard and time-consuming to keep up, they can help you with that as well. Seriously, these guys are amazing. Just head on over to podcastinabox.co and let them know that Dr. E sent you. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You've been listening to Adri Kaiser and Dr. E talk about overcoming your limiting beliefs and becoming your best self. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you here next week. And remember, you are on the highway to health and I'm your guide to get you there.